0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the people, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the one who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the first reading from Acts chapter 9, we see the development of the early church, and it was marked by many miracles and healings, and they're set out there in the first reading. For example, Peter heals Aeneas, who was bedridden for eight years. He was paralyzed. But even more than that, he takes Tabitha, who became ill and died, and says to her, Tabitha, get up. And she opens her eyes, and she sits up. Great miracles. The important thing to realize, though, is that these miracles and healings that we see in the first reading were not just meant for the early church. They were meant for every generation, including our own. Where do we see miracles today? They are present, actually, in even greater ways than what we saw in the first reading because especially we see it in the Sacraments of Initiation. So take baptism, for example. In baptism, you have a miracle of great proportions because the person baptized comes from life that was without grace to now life imbued with grace. Original sin is wiped away. The person is made a child of God. They're born again. They're incorporated into the church. They are a member of Christ's body. Now, that's a great miracle. And then we take the example of reconciliation, another great miracle, especially if we have sinned seriously. Mortal sin takes the life of the spirit out of a person, and they're spiritually dead. But with confession and forgiveness of sins, nothing less than spiritual resurrection takes place and sanctifying grace is infused into the person's soul and once again they are now filled with the spirit that is a great miracle in fact the miracle of redemption has always been considered greater than even creation itself there's other miracles let's take the eucharist the greatest of them all bread and wine become nothing less than the body blood soul and divinity of Christ the creator of the whole cosmos that's a great miracle and what it does in us is also a great miracle because we take Christ into us the resurrected flesh and blood of Christ the glorified flesh and blood and we become partakers of the divine nature a great miracle indeed that's why we have today's gospel It was such a great miracle that in fact many people at the time when jesus was explaining in his eucharistic discourse john chapter 6 many people simply walked away they could not believe but jesus says it is the spirit that gives life the flesh is useless the words that i have spoken to you are spirit and life But for the Jews at the time to actually consume flesh and blood, they were thinking more on a carnal level, that would be anathema. But they didn't really understand what Jesus was saying, and they walked away. And the same is true today. It's difficult to believe that when we come to Mass, we are participating in the greatest miracle possible. And many people have walked away. But notice what Peter says when Jesus says, Do you also wish to go away? Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. That's the key. You see the faith there. Because once you believe that Jesus is the Holy One of God, there's nothing that's outside his realm of possibility. And so... Yes, we believe the Eucharist is what Jesus says it is, and yes, we come to partake in it. Although we're in a lockdown at present, still you are participating. You are offering your sacrifice of praise and all of your life and work and sufferings. You're offering it in union with Christ, to the Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. And grace is poured into your soul. So we are great indeed blessed so what should our response be it's set out in Psalm 116 what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord I will pay my vows to the Lord I will offer you the sacrifice of Thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord I will pay my vows now in the presence of all his people in the courts of the Lord's house in the midst of you, O Lord. That's our response, a response of gratitude, thanksgiving, which is what Eucharist really means. Let us continue to pray for one another, be grateful, thank God daily. Let us continue to participate to the degree that we are able.